Welcome to another episode. My name's Jose Naharo, and today we're going to take a look at part two of TTWO, Take-Two Interactive Software. We're here trying to find the best video game company to invest in. Previously, we take a look at EA Games. We also did a first part on TTWO, and next we're going to take a look at ATVI Activision. Like always, I have my buddies Bull Solo and Darth Bear ready to keep track to see how the company is doing. Let's get started. Like always, I'm going to use this amazing website known as LazyFA.com, which allows me to see all these financial documents in a very easy graphical manner. So the first document we are going to take a look at is the income statement. So here we're going to take a look at revenue, cost of revenue, and gross profit. So we can see revenue, we know revenue is at a nice healthy uptrend. This quarter was $540 million, compared to the same time last quarter at $387 million. Cost of revenue this quarter was 241 compared to the same time last year was 137 Gross profit is the difference between the two. And we can see a nice healthy uptrend going on. And that's something I like to see. Gross profit this quarter was almost $300 million compared to the same time last year of 256 So because we have that healthy gross profit going on, it means revenue is growing at a faster rate than cost of revenue. And for that, Bull Solo starts us off with the first point. Next, I want to take a look at the four different incomes, gross profit, operating income, earnings before income tax, and net income. So here, I just want to make sure everything is looking pretty much the same right here. You want them to all have a similar style graph. If, that, if, that's, if it's not, if they all don't have a similar style graph, it means some, some, something funny is happening with the numbers elsewhere. But we can see right here, operating income, earning before income tax, net income, all pretty much have the same graphs. And I'm looking at, at them all right now. So for me, there's no point for me to look deeper into any of these. And that's a great way to save time, right? If you see a fluctuation in, some, in one of these, we'll take a look in there. But right now, we don't see any difference in anything. Next, we're going to take a look at net income itself. So net income this quarter is sitting at $46 million compared to last quarter being at $71 million. We can see this company definitely fluctuates around those numbers, 90, 71 million, 25, 179, 56, and 46. So this is not looking too bad, but it's not looking too good at the moment. Um, so for that, there's no points giving either to Bull Solo or Darth Bear. Next, we're gonna take a look at my favorite document, and that is the balance sheet. So here in the balance statement, we get to see total assets versus total liabilities. We can see total assets have been are a huge portion, 43. This company has 4.3, almost $4.4 billion of total assets and has $2.28 billion of total liabilities. So that's almost almost a two to one ratio. Not exactly. It's more like 1.9 around that range. Uh, but it's still definitely better to have a very healthy total asset to total liability. We can see shareholder equity has continued to rise for this company, and it does seem to like be peaked out, but it's great that we have a positive shareholder equity and that we still see a nice healthy uptrend. So Bull Solo starts off here with another point in the balance sheet. So next, I want to take a look at the asset distribution and liability distribution and see how everything is breaking down. And one thing, if you guys took a look at EA Games, I mentioned that they had a very good balance sheet. 
But I already took a look at TTWO, and I think TTWO has even a better sheet. But look, we can see this company's 80% of the total liabilities are made out of deferred revenue. So this is just revenue that the company has collected, but it hasn't delivered the product for pre-order games, some form of current um, online games or, or online content. So that's eventually this deferred revenue is going to make its way into the income sheet and that that to me is i don't really consider that as a true liability so for the company to have that much of it as as its total liabilities is a great thing imagine then we this company has 125 million dollars that's nothing for a company like this 125 million on non-current debt and we took a look this non-current debt is just it's just leases that this company has to pay off on its buildings real estate so 125 million is nothing compared to look this company has a cash a cash equivalence of 161 billion dollars so it has over 10 times the amount it needs to pay off its non-current debt so that's definitely pretty good this company has a payables of 55 million dollars and i usually like to compare that to receivables normally i want these two to offset and in the asset we can see receivables is 352 million dollars so again this company has enough receivables to pay off this company's payables five six times seven times over so liability distribution is definitely pretty healthy so another point to bull solo here this this is definitely looking and asset distribution let's take a look asset distribution this company has 1.61 billion in cash and cash equivalents and 557 in current investments that's a little bit over two billion dollars a little less than 50 percent but over 50% of the company's total assets are based on, on assets that the company can liquidize pretty quickly. And we can see here from this chart, cash and cash equivalents seems to be growing. And so does current investments. This quarter, current investments did take a hit, but it normally it does have a nice, healthy uptrend. The next big thing this company has are intangibles. But just like a media company, a video game company, a movie company, like Netflix, right? We expect intangibles to be a huge portion of the company's asset. And this company has $1.1 billion of total assets based on intangibles. But based on the company's rest of the asset distribution, I don't care, right? Because this company's just real current cash at the moment can pay off the company's total liability. So for that reason, right, we're going to give another point to Bull Solo. Next, we're going to take a look at the cash flow statement. So here, uh, first thing I want to take a look at is net cash flow from operations. So net cash flow from operations is cash flow this company has from its everyday use and here from its everyday activities. And that's where you want this company to have a positive cash flow. It means this company's business is actually doing great. Was negative cash flow, so it was burning. This is something to take a look at. There are a lot of quarters in the past where this quarter, where this company was actually kind of burning money. But it does seem that some of those times it was just offset for the remaining of the year. So the remaining of the years would probably be pretty high compared to the first of the quarters. But a positive cash flow from operations good. There's, I, it's not that big for me to give a point to Bull Solo, and it's not that bad for me to give a point to Darth Bear. So at the moment, no one gets a point on this. Net cash flow from financing. This company has pretty much nothing. It has a negative fifty-two million dollars. But for for a company like this, that's nothing. That's probably, it's definitely not buying back shares. So it's not money that it did to buy back shares. This is probably just money to pay off some some quick loan or debt that we don't see in the current statements. 
So next, I want to take a look at net cash flow operations and compare it to revenue. Normally, I want these two to have a pretty much similar graph throughout the day. And here we can see net cash flow from operations and revenue do have a similar style graph. So that's definitely a good thing, right? It means this company is not collecting what I like to call fake revenue. It is collecting real revenue. And that's why we see the same changes happening in net cash flow from operations. Next, I want to compare net cash flow from operations to earnings per basic share. And here again, we kind of see those exact same same values, right? It peaks when it peaks, it down peaks when it down peaks. So again, I'm here, I'm just trying to look if there's any manipulation happening. In EA games, there were some funky stuff where, where, where things looked a little abnormal. It doesn't mean manipulation is happening, but it's just something to take an extra look in. But right here, everything looks to me pre pretty good. Next, I want to take a look at accounts receivables and compare it to revenue. So accounts receivable is money this company is collecting. And we can see at the moment, it's less than 20%. It's at a 12%. And that's definitely a healthy number when we're taking a look at trailing 12 months then we have payables and we count it with revenue so here we can see accounts payable compared to revenue is only a small two percent and again accounts payable seems to be have to be a, seems to have a constant number of somewhere between 25 75 million depending on the quarter but the thing is revenue is continuing to increase which means the weight that the accounts payable holds on the sales is going to be pretty much the same number it's going to be lower it's going to be weaker so next before we take a look at the final slides of metrics i want to take a look at day sales outstanding and this is something i don't like to look right this is how long it takes for the company to collect its money and right here we can see there is a uptrend happening for the company on day sales outstanding and for here we're definitely going to give a point to darth bear because right a company should not have to wait such a long time to collect this cash it, it needs to be more strict on how it's doing with with collecting its cash and that's why maybe sometimes this company reports a negative net cash flow from operations because even though it has made the sales it hasn't collected the money at the moment and i don't like to see this uptrend going on and right now it used to be in the low 40s where right now it's sitting in the high 60s it did hit a 75 days a few quarters ago Finally, we're going to take a look at metrics, and this is the final slide for here. I, I'm definitely liking TTWO. So first thing here we're going to take a look at is current ratio. So current ratio for this company is sitting at a 1.45%. That means this company has 1.5 times more current assets than it has liabilities. Uh, so that's definitely a good thing. We took a look at the company's balance sheet. So we know this company has enough cash and cash equivalents. To pay off any long any short-term debt so for the current ratio to be obviously above one we're definitely going to give a point to bull solo right now next we're going to take a look at debt to equity ratio so debt to equity ratio unfortunately is above one that means that this company has a little bit more debt than it has equity equity it's 1.1 debt to equity ratio so it's not much this company definitely had a lot higher and it definitely peaked off but it's not enough for me to give a point to Bull Solo. Unfortunately, fortunately, it's not bad enough for me to give a Darth Bear a point based on it, right? So this company is pretty flat on debt to equity ratio, which is okay. Next, we're going to take a look at gross margins. So here in gross margins, we can see it's pretty much in line with 
how the company is going. If you take a real look at it, there is a little uptrend going on in gross margin, but not enough for me to get full solo. Things are looking pretty normal, right? So things are looking just about right for a gross margin. Nothing funky going on. Unfortunately, that profit margin is something pretty ugly to me. 8.6% is what this company eats. 8.6%. That's to me is pretty low. And it definitely is within that range. It fluctuates between 20 to 5% within depends on the quarter. So it's something I want to take a look later on. Yeah, if you take a look at annual, it's 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 actually growing over the time, but it's not to me, it's not a high number. I, I have to take a look at the profit margins of the other companies to see how they differ or if they differ. But based on what we saw, right, I'm still pretty confident with what I gave this company. I would definitely buy this company at its current price. I would give it a future P.E. ratio of 30 of 30 based on earnings per share for 2021. And that would give this company, I think it was $150 sell price. So at the moment, $128, I still, based on everything I took a look, I, I would feel comfortable investing in this company. But right now, it's, I'm not just looking for a company to invest in. I'm looking for the best video game company to invest in. And I don't know, I, I would have to take a look, but I would have to say right now, TTWO is beating EA Games by just a bit. But I can't wait to take a look at Activision and see if things things change for me and after i take a look at activision i'm gonna do an episode where i take a look at the most important of each company so i hope you guys enjoyed make sure to subscribe make sure to give me a thumbs up share with your friends and let me know what you guys think have a good night and see you guys later